0: You're listening to episode 271 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Holley. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, party people. Welcome to the show. When this episode airs, I will be up at my family cabin. And you guys, oh my gosh, I am so, I have no idea what it's going to be like. Our family cabin is in a remote area, and it's actually in Canada. It's near Minnesota, which is where I now live, if you do not know that. Where I grew up is where my family lives. We live in Minnesota. And we haven't been, this was a family cabin that we went to like every single year of my childhood. It is very near and dear to my heart. It is just the most magical place. And we haven't been up there since 2019 oh my gosh the first couple years of the pandemic as american citizens we weren't able to cross over into the canadian border um, because of you know pandemic protocols so we didn't go those years and then last year the water (laughs) we were ready set to make it happen the water levels were too high to boat and in order to get to our cabin you do have to boat under some bridges and those bridges there wasn't enough clearance because the water was so high to be able to boat under them isn't that wild uh, so we didn't go last year and now we can go this year and so it's been four years and we don't know what it's going to be like we think it's going to be okay um but it's remote enough guys that our dock floated away because the water levels were so high last year. It's in Canada above Minnesota, so it freezes for most a lot of the year. <laughs> anyway, we think it's we think it's all good, but I'm just so excited to be able to get up there. Tim, my husband, has only been up one time because he came in 2019 and, you know, he fell in love with it for the same reasons we all love it. My whole family loves it. So I'm just so excited to get him back there, to get Hazel up there because she can run around free, um, be a wild creature herself. So yeah, so looking forward to that. And it's also going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of Elbow grease that has to go into it because it just needs to get cleaned up after so many years. We'll see the condition of things. This should be fine, but as, as anyone else might understand, just any uh, cabin or house that's been closed up for a number of years, you gotta clean it. <laughs> Probably the mice have been having a heyday in there. So <laughs> keep me posted on the condition of the house. Today's episode is about how. You know, I've had this rumbling within me, and <laughs> I've mentioned it here and there before about how like when I created that group program that I ran for three and a half years, I was actually still running it, and I have a little bit of time left with live coaching um and of course, those who are in it, you continue to get email coaching whenever you want, and anyway. When I first created that program, that was speaking of 2019. That was in the it was in October of 2019, and I felt like I was a heathen because I was creating this program where I was telling women, listen, if you want to lose weight, you can. Now stop apologizing for it and (laughs) kind of like shitter get off the pot. (laughs) You know, like either let's help you understand how to feel secure and balanced in your pursuit of this goal that you want. And if you don't want it, let others want it without judging them. Let yourself want it without judging yourself. Like the diet culture is in the thoughts that are negative about yourself and others. 2019, I felt like a radical radical woman, because it felt like most of my peers in this, you know, kind of online space, especially at the time were not say like, they weren't talking about weight loss. And I do think even though the, you know, COVID is still real, I do think we're in this phase where it does feel like post pandemic. So I'm just going to label it that just for ease of conversation in this post pandemic phase. I think it's more of a conversation now of people saying like, listen, if you want to lose weight, do it. And if you don't, don't. But like, get off each other's backs and get off your own and just do your thing. And I'm so happy for that. At the same time, I've also noticed how the conversation around diet culture and anti-diet culture, like there was a big, big focus, especially in the beginning of the pandemic and the first couple of years, there was this focus of really exploring being anti-diet and utilizing the label of being anti-diet, taking that on as an identity and a personality in order to move through what diet culture had quote-unquote done to you or how it had messed you up or left you worse for the wear. And it was an interesting space and still continues to be. And I might feel like I see less of it because I've chosen to not focus on that anymore But i also also felt foreign to it even when that was becoming more popular when intuitive eating was feeling like it was on the rise when when you could just tell that people were searching for something other than what they had been doing and at that point which is now years ago i remember being like people are still going to be going because this is just a common human pattern Unless we're onto our not only onto our thinking and thoughts, but onto that the the nature of thought. Unless we're onto ourselves, it's human nature to try to hang our hat on a strategy, a tactic, a way of life, or what other people say. I remember the first few years of really telling people in Lean liberty, and I talk about this with my clients now, but it's just, you know, that was like a group program and it was like a very specific group program. And right now I'm just working with clients one-on-one. So we had a lot of conversations about diet culture because there was like group processing, etc. And And I remember being upfront and open with clients, and actually we do really do talk about this still one-on-one, but... In those group conversations, I really remember plenty of times having the conversation of like, it's okay if you came to this program telling yourself, like have, you know, seen my marketing saying, this is not a diet. I'm not telling you what to eat, but we're looking at how you think. It is okay. It is normal. If you come to a program that even is telling you up front, This is what we are and aren't doing. It's okay if you come to it wanting and expecting a diet. It was a normal part of the processing and still, quite frankly, is to come to something new with the best of intentions and still have your old habits (laughs) trailing along behind you like little ducklings. (laughs) You guys, that is 100% human and normal. Remember in the last episode of this podcast, the one that just aired last week, I was reminding you that there's, it's the, the humans that we have evolved from were the humans who were neurotic enough, who thought enough to worry because that got them a little bit further ahead than the humans who didn't. You didn't get eaten by a tiger if you were worried about eating, being eaten by a tiger. But the beauty of the evolution of our wonderful ancestors is that they've gotten us to this time and place where most of us are quite safe. Most of us are not going to be eaten by a tiger. However, our nervous systems are still primed to do a lot of thinking and do a lot of thinking, especially when we're stressed. So that ties into this idea that Diet culture is a thought, and you don't have to reckon with it for more than one more thought in your life. You can spend as much or as little time as you'd like deciphering, um, unraveling, parsing out diet culture and all of its intricacies. In your childhood, in your adolescence, and your young adulthood, and the people who said this, and the people who said that. But I will tell you, most of that, like, maybe initially, we do have to kind of think about that. But I question that. I think these days, there is... (laughs) There's not all that much in the way of you living and leading a beautiful life. I really think a beautiful life is one thought away for most and all of us. And and it's in your nature to have insights. Insights happen when we're not chasing our thinking. We're not chasing the tail of our thinking. We're not feeling chased by our thinking because we're onto our thinking. We recognize that our thoughts get really thinky, especially when we're stressed out. And that's human nature. It's not something to problem solve. It's actually something to do less with. And so that's, to me, so applicable to diet culture. That's what diet culture is. Like, I The reason I'm having this episode is because I, I felt like over the years, people have turned diet culture into this boogeyman. Oh, watch out for diet culture. And I've had a lot of clients come to me and be like, well, I want to lose weight, but I don't want it to come from diet culture. I'm like, well, Okay, you wanna lose weight for healthy reasons. You can trust yourself for that. And it's okay if you have a reason that pops up that is maybe trying to just give you a hit of dopamine in the short term. And that might be more of a negative reason, right? That negative reinforcement or like, oh, I wanna lose 20 pounds so I can fit into this dress at this person's wedding because I wanna look good in the photos because blah, 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 That None of that is actually really diet culture unless you choose to make it diet culture. Anyway, there's just so much less that you have to do, and that's what I want this message to be today. Is that if you are looking to hang your your being saved by something or other, if you want to hang your hat onto um, the structure that's going to save you, the phrase that's going to save you, the coach that's going to save you, the uh, I don't even I don't even know I don't even know, and I I do think that that is part. Of culture at large, uh, and maybe that ties into some facets of different religions um, I'm not religious, I did not grow up religious, so m- maybe i I feel like a foreigner to those concepts because I am, and maybe that's more part of the conversation is that for other cultures or people who have dipped into or have been part of those cultures maybe is there is an assumption that something out there is going to save you if you are good enough if you strive etc and i suppose what i'm saying here today and i know religion can be a touchy subject so i'm being very vague because it just to me it is vague it what can be useful when you are feeling stressed out about diet culture if you are doing something that might <gasps> be pro diet culture or might be uh anti-diet culture is really what is the nature of your thinking are you taking it really personally the freedom the liberation remember that group program i was mentioning it was called lean and liberated it was about losing some weight and liberating yourself from all the negative thinking in the process now liberating yourself from negative thinking doesn't mean that you don't have negative thoughts it's just that you don't take them personally And that also doesn't mean that you're not going to not be a caring, loving person who's intentional and aware, because also I think a lot of women really stress themselves out and they're like, well, but if I don't worry about this or that, I'm going to be mean or cruel or not caring to others. But being not caring is not the opposite of, like, not taking your your thinking personally. (laughs) (laughs) Not taking your thinking personally just means that you see thoughts as neutral, and then you go along with what you choose for yourself. You just allow the thoughts to come and go instead of clutching onto them or trying to like drop them because they feel too spicy, or whatever it might be. The same applies to diet culture. So if you're out there and you're looking to lose weight, remember, weight loss is neutral. It is neutral. Weight gain is neutral. It is neutral. Weight gain might get to a point where it no longer aligns with your values because you might value some things about how your body can function. Same with weight loss. Weight loss might become a place where it no longer aligns with your values when you've lost enough weight, just like when you've gained enough weight. You get to have those guardrails there, those bumper rails there that's part of this dissolving of the all-or-nothing thinking is that once you stop taking your thoughts so seriously you'll start to see that you have common sense as a human you're programmed to have insights these insights are what help you take one step and put one foot in front of the other and insights happen even when even when life is lifey as my clients know even when even when I've had some really fun wins from clients recently where you know the summertime we get together with family more often and maybe we're traveling more or we're in shared houses versus at our homes and you know it's just been really fun to hear from clients where it's like instead of us trying to strategize up the wazoo of like okay you're going to be out of your house you're going to be with you know uh the, these family members who eat differently than you it's like why don't you just like if there's that, like, just don't stress. And if you do get stressed, don't worry. Don't stress about your stress, because probably it's just going to be a little bit of common sense that's going to support you the most. And you can do some common sense thinking ahead of time, right? You might already know from your current life that having protein-based snacks packed that are shelf stable really helps you. It really helps you because the other foods that are available, well, they might be more hyperpalatable, and hyperpalatable foods are typically combinations of carbs and fats. So that means you probably got the carbs and fats covered, and maybe your common sense will kick in when you get less stressed out about being a perfect eater, and you'll just, like, pack some protein. And and then it's just like, well, what proteins do I like? Oh, yeah, maybe they are the shelf-stable ones, but also maybe I want to buy a carton of eggs and hard-boil some goddamn eggs. <laughs> As well, our common sense can come after the fact once we've moved through experiences, right? Like in talking with some of my clients, a couple of them, again, have hung out with family members and sometimes the family hangs are great and sometimes they're more, you know, the 50-50 of life being lifey and family members being family members and they're a little bit more stressful and that's okay. But instead of having to dig into why is it like that? How can it be, how can it go you know, really well next time and those expectations that we place on life. Instead of that, I think one of the best things is to release from our thinking of saying like, yeah, that was kind of stressful. I did do the best I could. Not in like the shrug it off, I did the best I could, but truly of being like, that was fine. That was okay. There's less of that like um, holding on to. I'm just going to use the word expectation again, because I do think that that is really pertinent when it comes to weight, weight loss, etc. Being a perfect eater is not going to get you very far in life, okay? But being someone who allows their human nature to fully express itself, meaning you know that your insights will come because they're natural to you. You know your baseline is health and wellness. That's the funniest thing about diet culture. Funniest thing about diet culture, which is a thought, that there is a diet culture. Diet culture, to me, is just a set of negative thinking, negative thoughts. And people can perpetuate them because they can make them into phrases or, again, those societal expectations often placed on women, but also placed on men because we're all humans. And a lot of us think that we are individual when we have negative thoughts about ourselves. That's one of the more fascinating things about Um, being a coach is that since I've been doing this for almost a decade a lot of people think that their negative thoughts are unique they're not they're really not it's one of the most human things and one of the most humane things to realize that your negative thinking everyone has it because it's part of human nature and negative thinking kind of woos you into believing that it's a problem to be solved because that is negative thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is thick. Thicker than a stick of cold butter. <laughs> negative thinking is human nature. But, negative, but the content of the negative thoughts is what negative thinking thinks you should be paying attention to. And so what I'm saying here today is that the awareness of negative thoughts cropping up as a natural part of being alive where you don't have to take their content seriously. That's, to me, coming back into our human nature because that insight is also human nature. There's nothing woo-woo about that. There's nothing, there's no one, two, three step or series or stretch. Like that's just part of being human is when you offer yourself the insight of, well, wait a second, nothing's going wrong here. What's funny is that because so many of us are, feel this big allure of our negative thoughts, we think that they're really important because they tell us, again, the siren song, they tell us they're really important. They're more important than the positive thoughts or the neutral thoughts. We get hypnotized to pay attention to them, but that in and of itself is a negative thought. So I know I'm speaking broadly, and I'm not giving you tons of specific examples about diet culture and this and that, but it's because I don't think I really have to, because your insights will be your own. They'll be individual. And you don't have to force them to happen. The more you just let your thoughts settle down, the more you stop trying to, it'd be like when you're tuning into a radio station, what do you do? You're not trying to tune out the noise, you're actually trying to tune into the radio station. And by proxy of tuning in, that white noise, right, the, the radio noise, silences. But if you spent all your days focused on the radio noise, right, all that white noise, the static and you were like, why is that here? Let me get rid of it. Let me get rid of it. Where is it? Where's the radio station? You see how silly that is? You just let the radio static take care of itself because it will when you tune in to the radio station. To me, diet culture is the exact same thing. It's much less about fighting it. It's much less about being anti-diet or being an intuitive eater. It's way more about being humane and being a human to yourself and recognizing all humans have thoughts. The content of the thoughts it's is it's impersonal, impersonal to me. It is not personal to who I am. My thoughts come and they go, just like every other human's thoughts. We have that in common. Negative thoughts about myself are not something to be solved for. They're also not something that need a lot of attention or figuring out. Because it is human to think negatively. The less I try to solve for that, probably the more insights I'll have that lead me back into the heart of things. Because don't forget, all this thinking stuff, all the emotions of this stuff... They're different than our daily habits that move us towards the health and wellness that we want for ourselves. Those six daily habits, the water, the balanced meals, the strength training, the steps, the sleep, and on and on and on. Calorie deficit, calorie maintenance, calorie surplus. You just have three choices. It's not that complicated. Those don't don't have much to do with negative thinking or positive thinking. They just are. So I hope that today's episode finds you well. And I I hope that it helps you remember that this process isn't actually this like school like process of figuring yourself out or coming home to yourself. It's that's it's natural to you. We all know how to come home to ourselves. I think we all do it way more frequently than we give ourselves credit for because we're so focused on the radio static versus recognizing it's natural it's completely natural to tune in to the radio station we all do that all the time so thank you so much for being here and i hope you just have the most wonderful week as always shoot me a note i had someone who told me that she didn't know that she could reply to the emails she signed up for my email list when i send you emails you can always reply i i get them i don't have anyone else who they go to they go to me in my inbox so Shoot me a note there. Send me a note on Instagram or TikTok or from my website and let me know how you're doing. Let me know how this episode supports you, what you notice from it. I always love to hear that. And I think that's just the most magical gift of being a human, actually, is recognizing this stuff. This is so potent, Because it shows us there's so much less we have to be doing. And I don't know about you, but I'm here for that. So thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know what's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me, where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to that's luciahawley.com. That's dot com to connect.